Well, tip-off is just a day away. It's amazing how fast time flies. I have Hall of Famer, NBA Top 50 player, Rick Barry, the Warriors legend himself, joins me next. We're talking Warriors. We're having fun. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. You can follow NBA Hall of Famer, top fifty player, nineteen seventy five NBA Finals MVP Rick Barry on all social media platforms at Rick Twenty Four Barry. It's literally that simple. Your playing number sir was twenty four. That number hangs in the rafters of Chase Center. Rick 24 Barry. And you can follow me, Cyrus Sauces. I'm on threads at Dog Wild. Rick, how are you doing today, sir? Are you pumped up uh, for the NBA season? Do you still get pumped up? How are you doing? Well, I'm doing great. I like the shirt you have on, especially yes. the number. Yes. The old original city in 1966-67 was the biggest selling shirt that they had ever put out for a long time. It was pretty special. Uh, that was obviously a special time for me. Uh, special time for me now. I'm, I'm very excited because I just got done with the World Senior Pickleball Championships and won a couple of gold medals there. I just got done watching my son, Canyon, on the USA 3X3 oh. national team win a gold medal at the Pan Am Games. Uh, and he Bravo. played really well with Jimmy Fredette and uh, Dylan, uh, Dylan Travis and, and Kareem Maddox. So congratulations to those guys. And I think uh, Jimmer got the MVP. He's been awesome. I mean, he's a yeah. scoring machine and he did great, but I was happy to see Canyon. Canyon actually was the leading scorer in this, in this last game, but what a great victory for the men and the women. So yeah, excited. And I'm always excited about uh, the basketball season. I think this is going to be a very intriguing season to tell you. There are so many questions out there that need to be answered. Mm -hmm. You know me though, Cyrus, I don't have a crystal ball. If I did, I'd be a multi-billionaire. I would make bets all the time. I have no freaking idea what's going to happen. Uh, I'll answer the one question everybody thinks. Do you think the Warriors have a chance to win a championship? Hell yes, they've got a chance to win a championship. There isn't anybody out there, I think, that's all that dominating. Uh, parity has kind of come into play. They're more than just you know a couple of teams in each of the conferences that are capable of winning nowadays. It's not like the old days when you maybe had two teams in each conference that had even a realistic chance of winning. Um, and yeah, and, and so they're making different moves now. Nice to see the honored Andre, you know, Iguodala was about time for him to say goodbye. They got a lot of <laughs> other young people yes. who are out there and they don't have to maybe pay as much money to who might develop into uh, a good player for them down the road. Uh, a lot of nice things going on. I, I'm not going to get into too much detail about things because what happens in preseason, it's, it's meaningless to me in some respects. Uh, it's just a chance for the guys to get out there, play a little together, get their win, whatever. Uh, nobody played any extensive time as far as what the rotations are going to be. We saw CP3 start sometimes and maybe come off the bench, whatever it is. You know, But I, I did see Sarge, I think, is showing what I talked about before, that he can spread the floor. They can go. Interesting. They can go five out. They can put a team with five out there that you better guard everybody. Yep. Because they all can shoot the three-point shot, uh, you know. So that's that's going to be interesting to see how that evolves. Um, 
I will tell you one thing, probably the thing I was most impressed with in watching stuff in the preseason. And I don't, I'm not like you. I don't have to do it every day because you're doing this every day. Uh, boy, I'll tell you the, the, the big guy from Dallas. I mean, he is good. He's going to Wemby. You mean San Antonio? Wemby. I mean, he, yeah. man, I mean, he's going to get bigger and stronger. And the stuff that he does, it's kind of scary to think he's over seven feet tall the way he plays. I mean, well he's a, he's almost he's almost become like a taller version of of, of Kevin Durant. I mean, yeah. it's like, man, oh man, yeah. I can see why Pop decided not to retire. No, yep. coach <laughs> this guy, and they got a, they got some other young, nice young people and all. They they look very good in the you know in the game against the Warriors the other night. But he was impressive, uh, blocked some shots. I mean, the way he moves and shoots shots, you would never if you didn't know. I mean, you would never know he's over seven feet tall the way he plays the game, right? He's seven four, maybe seven five. It's insane. Yeah, I, I I like that comparison though. He's like Kevin Durant, but at about five six inches. It's scary. It is absolutely scary. Uh, but Clay, I, I I'm guessing most of the viewers and listeners of the program today would love your insights on a few uh, peculiarities pertaining to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, I wanted to start the show off uh, trying to get your insights on one player that I think you and I both love. I think he's he's beloved by Dub Nation. As Bob Myers said on NBA Countdown last week, they're going to build a statue someday outside of Chase Center, um, and I'm referring to Clay Thompson. Uh, but Clay, I, I really hope when the season starts, you mentioned a moment ago, you, you don't focus that much on the preseason, and maybe for good reason. Maybe everything that's gone on in the preseason so far is not relevant. It, it won't matter. But I want to read off real real fast what Clay Thompson's done because. Whereas this has been a very positive and, and optimistic preseason. The youngsters look good. You mentioned Dario Saric looking good. But Clay has not looked very good so far. Uh, and his numbers, and again, this is in five preseason games. And again, take it for what it's worth. Um, it feels like the Warriors have been trying this preseason. Stephen Curry mentioned that the preseason has mattered to the team because they're forging an identity with these new players. Clay Thompson averaged 8.8 .8 points per game, shot just 28% from the field, shot just 30.8% from beyond the arc. Uh, he averaged 20.6 minutes per game. So it wasn't like he was out there for just a few minutes. Uh, uh, averaged 4.2 rebounds, 1.4 turnovers. Uh, and in terms of the plus minus, in terms of how the team was doing when he was out on the court, uh, the in the five games, he was uh, plus six, minus seven, plus seven, minus three, and minus 11. And I think most concerning for me, sir, is that he's not passing the eye test. When I watch him play, he looks like someone who is a step slow now. I could be wrong. Um, based off everything I've said, is there any concern from you? Have you watched him yourself? What are your opinions of Clay Thompson? And I bring this up, but largely because he's in a contract year, and apparently Sham Sharni is reporting that him and the team are far off. Clay wants a much bigger deal than what the team is offering, and there's a very good possibility he will not sign an extension. What are your thoughts on Clay Thompson, sir? Well, uh, there's a lot of things you covered right there. And uh, the thing is, is that if he wants to get another contract, he damn well better play better than he played in the preseason. That's all I can say, because those numbers suck, especially for him. I mean, they suck for anybody. I mean, that's barely, barely passable from three-point range. I mean, 30% is like, you know, right on the on the edge. Uh, and that's not Clay Thompson. We're talking about a guy that's, you think, in the 40 percentile when you're thinking about Clay Thompson uh, as a general rule. However... The one element to it is, is that he has always been this kind of a player. Right. right. 
So the fact that he only was on the court for 20 minutes, if he had another 10, 12 minutes on the court, in 10 or 12 minutes, we all know what Clay Thompson could be capable of doing if he gets hot, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I think it's a bit premature. Is it concerning? Hell yes, it's concerning. I mean, you, I get a guy of that stature who's played at the level that he's played and to see those kind of numbers put up. Uh, and, and it may very well be that maybe his head's not in it as much as it needs to be. And that might be one of the reasons why he's not reacting to things as he normally would. Uh, that might show you why he might look a half a step late or slow. So I think we have to leave the the, the, ju the jury's out still on this. I mean, I think enough evidence has not been presented yet to actually come up with a definitive decision, I think. Right. So let's just wait and see what happens. Uh, but there are a lot of other really good things going on. And I, you just have to assume that Clay, who takes good care of himself and is a competitor in the true sense of the word, is probably more upset about his performance in the preseason than you or any of the fans are, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, seriously, when I played, when I played, there's no, I, I couldn't stand, I had a high school coach, almost quit because of him, scream and yell and holler at me. I want to say, hey, yo, hey, coach, I mean, you can't be more upset with me than I am with myself. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to be yelled and screamed at. And I would assume that Clay is probably thinking the same thing right now. He says, you know, shit, I got I to gotta start playing here, you know, because this is not me. This is not the way that I perform. And so I, I don't I'm not worried about that at this stage. Now, you know, we, we talk again and we, we do something, you know, 10, 15 games into the season and those numbers are still where they are. Well, now we got to have some serious concerns, yeah. serious concerns. So that would be my my uh, my take on Clay. Oh, it's a good, it's a great take, and I agree with all of it as I normally do with what you say, sir. I, I, I routinely remind folks when it, in general, but especially when it comes to basketball. It blows my mind that NBA teams are not paying you good money to get your insights, your expertise, because you know this game as well as anybody. And I'm always lucky just to have you as a resource because uh, you make me sound smart, sir. So thank you for that. Um, well, I'm going to come you back. Are just, Hold yeah. I'm going to say this. You are very intelligent when it comes to basketball. I wouldn't be doing the damn show with you if you weren't. So, uh, <laughs> so you have some very valid and very good opinions about it. And when you don't, you know, I'm going to jump your ass. So, yes, okay. sir. I, and I just, yeah, and I welcome that. I welcome that. Thank you. Uh, we're going to come back in just a moment. Uh, to finish up, up, up on the clay discussion, there's some news about Draymond Green uh, regarding whether or not he's going to play in tomorrow's season opener. Uh, first, though, got to give some love to one of our sponsors, and that is Game Time. Uh, and then, look, Game Time is all about getting tickets in the easiest way possible, in the cheapest way possible. The NBA season starts tomorrow, and let's say you want to go to that game tomorrow night. They're hosting the Phoenix Suns. Tip-off is at 7.30. We're going live uh, right after that show um, here. But let's say you want to go to the game. That's where Game Time comes into play. Game Time offers a low-price guarantee, meaning – Let's say you, you buy your tickets from game time and then you see those same tickets in the same row and section somewhere else. They will match whatever price difference there is between you and that other dealer. That's called a low price guarantee, folks. They offer last minute tickets. They have flash deals. They have zone deals. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event, not just sports. You can also go to concerts. Uh, you get views from all the seats in the venue. And as I mentioned before, a low price guarantee so go download the game time app create an account and use the code locked on nba for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem the code l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n 
NBA. That's locked on NBA for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. You are locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The the Locked On Ultimate NBA Season Preview is here, a six-episode series with all 30 of our Locked On NBA team shows, from contenders to tankers. We went in-depth into the biggest storylines heading into the season. Catch all six episodes on Locked On NBA, whether it's YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And I recorded that myself. And Rick Barry and I also host another show with his name on it, the Rick Barry Show, that's available on the Mic'd Up app. Want to promote that? Download the Mic'd Up app today. It's M-I-C apostrophe D up. Rick and I are live on those shows. You can upload audio questions, kind of like a, a, a voice memo, and we will play it on the show. Rick will address it. It's a good time. So we're in fact, we're going to be live tomorrow at 4 p.m. Pacific time. Download the Game Time app. Rick, uh, uh, I want to uh, show you this visual real quick, uh, and this will finish up our Clay Thompson discussion. Um, because one thing I'm seeing, at least from these preseason games, is other teams still respecting Clay as a shooter. The man still has gravity. And this picture right here, uh, Victor Wimbanyama, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll try to describe it for the podcast audience. But Victor Wimbanyama blocked this shot. But the point is, Clay had two folks on him right here. Andrew Wiggins was wide open for a three if he had passed the ball. My point is, Clay Thompson still gets, still attracts attention. Other teams still respect the ever living, you know what, out of him. And I feel like, you know, Clay, boost your, your assist numbers. You know, I, I just, I've been seeing him force things a lot. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on a player doing that, where they get inside their head maybe a little bit too much and they're, they're not seeing the, the bigger picture? I, maybe I'm wrong on that. What are your thoughts, Rick? No, that's a, that's a very good observation. Obviously, you see, you saw that still shot there. The ball should have been passed. I mean, you got a seven foot four guy in front of you coming towards you, and you got a teammate standing wide open outside the three point line. You pass the basketball. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you have to have that peripheral vision. You you have to throw it. I mean, look. I mean, there isn't like this guy could have stepped in the other defender over here. That's you know just about even with where Clay is. That's a big lane right here. Yeah, a big lane to Wiggs. You, you got to make that pass. You 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 see this guy here. I mean, come on, that's that that's a miss. That that's not Warriors basketball at its finest. Warriors <laughs> basketball. That ball's going to Wiggins, and Wiggins is getting a wide open shot the way the configuration is of the defense right now. And you have to make that pass. You don't take yeah. that three point shot. And you know, and that, and that's another reason, probably one of the reasons why his shooting percentage is low is because he's making. He plays like that, which are not typical Clay Thompson or Warriors style offensive basketball plays. And so you yeah. have to eliminate that from the equation. Uh, and sometimes players get caught up. Maybe you haven't gotten a shot in a while. You can't worry about that. It's not here. When you start a season, your ego goes in the freaking closet because it's no longer about you anymore. It's about the team. What can I do to help this team win? And maybe that you got to go out and get 35 or 40 points. I mean, it just depends on the circumstances, but right. you never get away from the core element of the Warriors offense, which is pass, move, cut, make the extra passes because you got the guys who can make the shots. Now, even in that case, it's not like he was open and, and Wiggins was open. Well, in that case, on the normal circumstances, if there wasn't a, a you know, a, one manana in front of me at seven foot four with long arms coming at me, even if Clay were wide, if he were wide open and Wiggins was there, he takes that shot. Right. Because 
the extra pass, and I said this so often over the years, I hear the announcers, oh, what a great, he made the extra pass. Well, the extra pass isn't a great pass. If you're a really good shooter and you're open and your teammate is also open, but you're a better shooter than him, he may be at 15 feet, you're at 20 feet. But if you're a better shooter, you should be taking that shot, not him. Right. If he's under the basket, always he gets the basketball, always. Okay. And so I mean, if he's open, I'm saying not if you have somebody on him, you don't want to do it. You right. take the shot. In that case, Clay wasn't open. There's no way he should be taking that shot under yeah. that circumstance. He missed the opportunity. And, and I've been seeing that a lot. And, and I'm sure he realizes it well because we know he's not a selfish player. Come on. The one thing about the Warriors is that they passed, they moved. You get a guy with the hot hand. I mean, come on. He benefited by it probably more than anybody in the history of the game in that one quarter. Absolutely. <laughs> right? And he was so hot. Every time chance they got, they tried to get him the ball. Rick, what are what are uh, you know? And I'm, I'm I don't know how film sessions were in your playing days versus now. No such I mean, thing. You didn't have film at all. Like they didn't have reels. Hardly ever. <laughs> okay. So, but as a coach, have you been you participated in film sessions with players? Correct. Like, I, like I would. I'm guessing fans would love your insights on that experience. Like, is Steve? No, coach no coach experience. Like sitting, yeah. No, no. It's that's and today what they have it. They come on. You go on the road with the game. I said this all the time about about Jason Williams when he played at Sacramento, right? If I were coaching him, because they they get film, if they tell you what you want, they can break down and have and put it on a disc and have isolation of Jason Williams that the coach could have that then take on the plane, stick it in the machine, whatever. I mean, they have all of this stuff now with the, you know, the sticks and everything else. Back in those days, you know, it was just maybe you're lucky to get the, you know, the DVD. Anyway, so you can put it in yeah. on every plane, sitting down with him and going over the game to point out what he was doing correctly, what he was doing incorrectly. Because he was a hell of a talent, and it was like he was a he was a wild pony, and you had to kind of get him break him in. You don't want to stop him from running and put the bit in his mouth and yank it back on him, but you also don't want him just running wild. And so there were so many times that it would have been good. Hey, Jason, right here, see that in this situation, we're up twelve points. You don't come down and make that play. That's not the play that you make in that situation. To really get him to understand to play intelligent basketball. That's what's missing in the game today, especially from kids growing up. They don't get that kind of input. Mm -hmm. That's where you really learn. And there's, we're visual learners, Cyrus. Yes, sir. People are visual learners. You can read as much as you want, but if you see something, right? Remember Doubting Thomas, if you're religious, I want to put my hand in the side in this wound, right? To be able to make sure this is Christ, okay? So the yeah. same thing here. People, sometimes you have to see it. I, you, you can tell somebody, like, I would tell my youngest son, Kenyon, you're doing it. No, I'm not. I said, okay, I'm lying to you. I mean, come on. I'm telling you what I see. And so if I had video, I could say, here, take a look. See for yourself. Okay? So film sessions can be extremely important. And with the sophistication of technology today, yeah. you can break it down so well. It's one of the greatest teaching tools ever. And I don't know if it's being – I don't know because I'm not there. I don't know right. if it's being utilized. Right. I know I would utilize the hell out of it. Absolutely, of course, and, I, and that's where I'm curious if 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 Kerr and Clay are sitting down reviewing film so that Clay can see with his own eyes. Wow, I should have passed the ball there, you know. I, you know and and Curtis Alderetti writes, for example, uh, you know, he's saying he's hope he's hoping that I'm wrong about Clay. I'm not saying Clay's done. I'm just concerned with what I'm seeing so far. I'm not going to cast judgment on Clay until a good, like you said, Rick. I think 10, 15 regular season games in. I think that will be a decent sample size to determine if there's reason for concern. So I'm definitely holding off on judging him at this point. It is a preseason, like you said. Uh, just a little concerned. 
Um, in just a moment, and yes, Richard Sarpong, Rick Barry is a Hall of Famer. You're not just a Hall of Famer. You're a top 50 player and a former NBA Finals MVP. You are a one of the greatest of all time, sir. Always an honor to have you on this program. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about Draymond Green. We got a status update in the starting lineup, wrapping the show up. Uh, Rick, I I'm going to uh, ask for your insights or your opinion, sir, on, on whether or not you said this before, but I want to break it down a little more in the nitty gritty in terms of whether or not this Warriors team, in your opinion, is a legitimate world championship contender. Hold that that, that thought, sir. Uh, we're going to give some love real fast to another sponsor of this program, and that's FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On. And right now, it's NFL season. The Niners, in fact, just started playing. We're about to watch that game in just a moment. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. That's right, bet on anything, win or lose, for five bucks, and they will give you $200 in bonus bets, which is as good as cash. That's a hell of a deal. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season and the NBA season, which tips off tomorrow. FanDuel, the official partner of the NBA and the NFL. You are locked on Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow night on the show. We go live immediately following game one of the regular season between the Warriors and the Suns. Trice High is going to join me as a guest. Stay tuned for that. Hopefully we'll be celebrating a win. Also, Rick Barry and I, are going to be uh, hosting a new episode of the Rick Barry Show. All we got to do to catch that tomorrow at 4 p.m. Pacific time is download the Miked Up app. That's Miked Up, M-I-C apostrophe D, up, and it's an application. Downloaded. You can follow Rick Barry on all social media platforms at Rick24Barry. It's very simple, his name. So Draymond Green uh, will not be playing uh, in tomorrow's season opener. Steve Kerr made that announcement. Uh, and he attributed it not so much to uh, Dre's ankle still causing problems, but more so because Dre has not um, caught up in terms of his conditioning. Uh, we've seen, I, I don't know if it's four games or three, I can't remember, but Chris Paul's been starting the majority of the games this preseason with Draymond out. We had at least one game where he did not start. Um, my my guess is Kerr did not announce who is starting. My guess is it's likely going to be Chris Paul. Could be Jonathan Kaminga. Um, so I just wanted to announce that. Have you? I don't know how much you've watched Rick, but how do you like Chris Paul and the Warriors? We got a small sample size in the preseason. Have you had a chance to check it out? What What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. Do we get to make? Come on, Chris Paul's the ultimate pro. I mean, he's been yeah. around forever. He knows how yeah. to play the game. I saw him there talking to the young guys. You know, talking to Kaminga after a different play, and he's trying to be uh, the guiding light, so to speak. You know, the senior citizen, whatever you want to call him. Um, but he knows how to play. He wants to win a championship. I think having him on the team is a huge plus for them. Uh, it gives him a great deal of versatility. I mean, he can start. That can free up Steph, who's probably one of the best players, moving without the basketball and getting himself, you know, to get himself open and catch and shoot. I mean, you know, how many guys are any quicker than catch and shoot than he and Clay? I mean, seriously. I mean, right. so that just makes things easier. He doesn't have to do it all on his own. Work is hard to do it that way as far as dribbling, losing his man. Um, yeah, so 
the versatility is there. And as I said earlier in the program, you know, Sarge, you know, he can shoot the three, so you can put him in if you didn't want to go and have Looney in there, which means the other opposing team can't drop in the middle and just clog things up like the Lakers did when they had Draymond and, and you know, and Looney in the game. They put right. LeBron, LeBron and Davis were in there plug in the middle. Hell, in one of the games, the Lakers got 25 points in the free throw line. The Lakers, the Warriors got five. They hardly even went in the middle. I mean, so – that's that's a big factor, and so it's a matter of of, of step. I mean, Steve is going to be playing a, a chess game every game. It's going to be like a chess game. I'm going to start out this way. You're starting here. Let's see what happens. If it's working, great. He makes a move. I got to make a move to try to see if I can counter what he's doing to me. And that's what basketball is as a coach in a basketball game is being able to to make moves according to what the opponent is doing. And the Warriors have. A lot of different lineups. Um, what I was probably happiest to see in a couple of games I watched is the way the Camingo seems to be much more confident in taking his three-point shot. Yes. He I can, was going to lead to Italy. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, he's so athletic. I mean, you know, some of the stuff finishing going in by people going up and dunking it. And, I mean, he's explosive as could be. Uh, and he, I, he definitely seems to be gaining more confidence. I mean, if I was him, I would, I would have been hanging on, 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 on Clay's and Steph's coattails every time they were going to work out to go and work with. Watch my shot. What do you see? How can I do it? I mean, my God. I mean, you have two of the greatest shooters in the history of the game of basketball on your team. You should be over there trying to go ahead and hope that some of that will rub off on you and get some <laughs> input from those guys. But I was happy to see uh, his play. I mean, and like we talked last year, I was kind of surprised that they went away from him in the playoffs. Same. Same. And and fortunately, it didn't screw with his head too much because he seems to be playing even with more confidence right now, which I think is critical if the Warriors want to be a championship team. Yes, sir. Wholeheartedly agree. Um, I'm really excited for Kaminga. My adage for two years now has been great things happen when Kaminga plays. I love this kid. Another uh, – and his, his – uh, Fellow 2021 draft classmate, uh, Moses Moody, I think, is also looking fantastic. I, have you had a chance to see the rookies? Because uh, Brandon Pajemski has surprised me. I'm loving this yes. kid. Yes. And Trace Jackson Davis. What are your thoughts on those two as rep of the show? I don't have to pronounce his last name. Yeah, he's doing really well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not as hard as it looks. As a broadcaster, as everybody, everybody, you got to come up. You try to, everybody tries to come up with a nickname for him. So, you know, you don't have to use Pons. their last name, you know. Lance, Anthony, That's his nickname. Whoa, whatever, you know. Hey, I call him Giannis all the time. I mean, yeah. the Greek, Greek, whatever. Uh, the same thing is going to be with him. But, yeah, no, he's he plays with a great deal of confidence. He does. You're absolutely no, right. And, and, I mean, as a rookie doing stuff and all, I mean, he, it's not like he's out there, you know, like a deer in headlights. Ab yeah. You know, I'm, it, I'm very, it, I'm very pleased with that. And, you know, as the season goes on and we see what Steve decides and who he's going to put in there and how these guys respond to it, then we could start to make some more evaluations and, and see what we think about it. And then again, it's only our opinion. And the only opinion that really yep. matters is Steve Kerr's. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Uh, and 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 Rick, the easiest nickname for Pajemski is Pods. P O D Z. That seems to be what's uh, what, what a lot of people good. are referring I'm, to. I'm, I, listen, trust me, I'll be calling them Pods. So. <laughs> and pods. Rick Trace Jackson Davis is also looking damn good. I don't know if he had a, his footwork. The, the footwork is what sticks out to me for both these players. They, they know where to be at the right times. I don't. I don't know if you have any thoughts on Trace Jackson Davis as well. Is he impressing you? To watch him that much. I will certainly do that as the season progresses, and you know, hopefully, he'll see what kind of time he gets and makes the most of it. It's people have to understand. It's it's a difficult thing to sit and watch for such a long period of time. And then you get a chance <laughs> to have to go in the game, and you have to go in the game, and you have to be prepared to play at a relatively high level. 
Yep. Because the worst thing that can happen is we always talked about the success of the Warriors over the over the last decade or so has been the fact that they've always had productive benches. Yep. You don't yeah, win with five guys. You don't win with just seven guys. You know, you need to go a little bit deeper. You know, you got to got to get now with the 15 man rosters. If you can go eight to 10 deep, that's such a blessing. That happened to us back in our day. We went deep. I mean, we want the 10 guys. Most teams, seven playoffs come seven, eight guys. That's it. And it's nice if you have people of comparable talent, but for the Warriors more so, not just talent, but the understanding of how to play the Warriors brand of basketball, which is the way the game is meant to be played. Yes, Pass, sir. cut, move, play unselfish. That's what it has to be. And which they didn't do. We know we had a couple of seasons of that where all of a sudden they forgot that you got to play some defense. <laughs> you know, yeah, the they- first commitment has got to be as a team, that we are going to help one another out. We are not going to give up easy baskets. We are going to be a very sound, fundamental, defensive basketball team because that will keep you in the games when the offense is struggling some. Offense is, like I say, a roller coaster ride. Defense should be your consistent element of the game. Try to keep it level. Sometimes, hopefully, it's level, and sometimes you're really good, but you don't ever want to be really bad. You're absolutely right. Uh, you know, and and you, you mentioned uh, Giannis, who just signed an extension today, a three-year extension. So he's not going anywhere when it comes to the Bucs. Uh, and you mentioned depth as well. This uh, this Warriors team looks deep to me. That is one of the the, the things that makes me comfortable the most and, and confident. Uh, meanwhile, you look at the rest of the NBA landscape, as good as the Bucs and the Celtics are with their starting five, I don't see them once you get to seven, eight in terms of the roster. I don't that it, it stops impressing uh, the Nuggets sacrifice some depth they, you know, George Carl was on the show a couple days ago and and he's like he's become this like a fervent Nuggets fan and, and he loves that team, the former team he coached. And he expressed concern because of Bruce Brown uh, not being re-signed. They also lost uh, Green. And so they're not as deep as they used to be. And the Warriors are deep. I know we have to see the season come along. This will wrap the show up with this. Uh, do you, how are you confident in the Warriors? I, I'm feeling really good. I need to see them play the Nuggets this season, but I'm feeling damn good about this team. What are your thoughts in terms of their prospects for a fifth title in ten years? Well, I think they're one of the teams that have that people have to put up there as a potential winner in the, coming out of the West. I mean, and then everything will depend upon who comes out of the East and how they match up against that team. But I like what I've seen. I, I really do. I do like a lot of the new players, but again, it's now the decision of how many minutes will each of these players play? How will they perform in that regard? And even more importantly, how committed to they are they to the defensive end of the floor and how consistent will they be with their defense? I mean, I'm not worried about, you know, Steph is going to be able to get you 40 at any time. Clay, hopefully he'll get back to his game where he can get you the 20 to 30 anytime you need it. Uh, you know, Wiggins the same way. Wiggins capable of getting you 20 points. I think Kaminga's capable of getting you 20 points. Yep. About how many minutes he gets. Moody's capable of getting you double. I'm not worried about their scoring. I'm just worried about how committed are they to playing good, tough, sound, fundamental defense. That, that's always been my What's was, was that your phone? Yeah, it was my phone. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that. Uh, did that. Does that signify someone specific? Or is that no, – I've never no, heard that term before. One, it was just one there. It's actually coming from my – I did some stuff as a consultant for one of the teams in the, in the one of the minor leagues, the Zombies basketball team back there. And, uh, and the coach just sent me a text. I think, I think he sent me a text about my son uh, – 
Uh, yeah, he did. Congratulations on your son winning the gold there for the pen. <laughs> I usually turn it off, but you know, when you get old, you forget to do things. So. <laughs> I love it, sir. All right, I'm gonna go watch the Niners. Uh, Rick, I, you no, have the a Niners are looking good. What's McCaffrey? Is he get? My son, you know, Canyon. My son Canyon played against McCaffrey when they were kids growing up in basketball. Well, that's some information I, I did yeah. not know about. He's playing tonight. Someone in the chat said that the, the, the Vikings are leading 7-0. Uh, we're going to go catch that game right now. Uh, Rick, you and I are back at it. If you look down there, there's a ticker. Download the Miked Up app, M-I-C apostrophe D, up, so that you can catch Rick and I. You can get involved in this show. We literally play any any uh, uh, voice memos you leave That's as a feature to make uh, our, our the program engaging. Um, so if you have any questions for Rick and or myself, download the Miked Up app. We're at it tomorrow at 5 p.m. Mountain Time, where you are at, sir, in Colorado, 4 p.m. Pacific. Follow Rick Berry on all social media platforms, at Rick24Berry. Uh, promote your companies as well as you we wrap it up. you got some some businesses you're involved with. Like, you know, nope. they can always go to GhostSleeves.com, GhostSleeves.com, go to AlloMD.com, and Medicileaf, M-E-D-I-C-I-L-E-A-F.com, and put the code R. B small letters RB24 and you get a discount for you. just look at the products they're awesome I I use them religiously I mean my life is so much better with these products it's it's awesome and I and we'll talk about some other stuff that I'm doing I'm getting involved with the pro I love potatoes they got a new new product that I found that's just knocking them dead so anyway we'll talk more about it but go 49ers go Warriors tomorrow and uh we'll catch maybe some of you on mic'd up tomorrow Hope and so. have fun Absolutely. with your dad watching the game Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. And thank you to everyone. Rick, it's always a pleasure. Uh, and we'll be back at it soon. Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye.